This is Michelle Stevenette and April Judd with Mind Body Boss episode 70. Why I don't have friends. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hi. Hey, we're back. Welcome. Episode 70. We're going to talk about why why I don't have friends. This is sort of a sequel, so to speak, yes. of last week when we talked about building our, what do we call it, support squad. Support squad. So October is going to be our month of friendship. 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 So we're here talking about friends again. Speaking of friendship, we're going oh. to... Read a friend's review. Yeah. A listener review. All right. This is from SMJBA Simjaba. 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 Ah, I just think of Simba. So sorry, friend. We're saying it wrong. We are, but it's entitled Insights to Improve Who I Am Becoming. And she says, thanks for your great podcast. I love listening and then evaluating my life and determining how your teaching can benefit me. I have realized that I have not yet created the person I want to be or who Heavenly Father knows I can be. I am in the process of becoming my best self. Thank you, friends. Yay! I love that. We're all in the process, friend. We are all in the process of becoming. Absolutely. Uh, So, yes, trying to apply all the things myself as well. Yes, and hopefully, you know, giving you a little bit of wisdom and things to help you along the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And everyone else that's left reviews, thank you so much. I read them all and we do. We really appreciate it and y'all are awesome. Keep leaving those reviews for us. Please do. And you know what? Some of you have emailed me, which I totally love and appreciate as well, and I'm happy to receive those. But nobody sees those but me. And it would really mean a lot if they were put into a review instead yeah. of an email, just FYI. So either way, I will get your info um, and you can still email me for sure. But Also, if you like great. the podcast, if you're enjoying what we're putting out there, then sharing it with your friends sharing is caring. and family would be awesome. We would appreciate that as well. Yes. Yes. That'd be really helpful. That's still really the only way that this thing grows. So thank yes. you for, for sharing, those of you that do. Okay. So friends and why I might feel like I don't have any... Uh, there's definitely been multiple seasons and stages of my life where I have felt like I didn't have friends. I had lots of acquaintances. Um, we kind of use the analogy of pennies and quarters, like maybe you have a lot of pennies. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, <clears throat> go ahead and listen to that episode 69. We do talk a little bit about this um, pennies yeah. and quarters and having, you know, making up your dollar, 100 pennies or four quarters. Right. However, we want to build a little bit upon that this week. Yes. Um, I was thinking about really the importance of having pe- pennies as well as nickels and dimes and all the other amounts in between that lead up to a dollar. There are, we talked about tears a little bit, um, but we didn't speak too much about the value really of every tier and that every, every version of um, connection and relationships that we might have, they really are all valuable. Yes. They're and they all have their place. Yes, they re- they really truly do. Like the the people that I see at church or the people that I see regularly, maybe the workers at Costco even, <laughs> or like there's there's one guy that works at Costco and I don't know why, he just is always there when I go. And so we've kind of 
gotten to know each other just by like I've hardly spoken a it's word. It's like the guy we're like so delicious but we always that knows say hi. my kids' names. Yeah, we're totally <laughs> friends. Tanner and I, best friends. Emerson, my yes. child, my four year old, even um asks for Tanner when we pull up to the drive-thru. Oh, He's that's like, adorable. Is, is Tanner here? Oh, that's <laughs> so, cute. So yeah, totally friends. You love Tanner. I love Tanner. And He's great. he serves a great purpose in your life and he doesn't need to be one of your four quarters. Yeah, probably not. No. Yeah, and we don't but necessarily want he would, him to he, be. He could, bring, he could bring cookies from So Delicious and like maybe I, maybe that's, maybe that's the end with me, guys. <laughs> that would that would boost him up a tier. <laughs> Switch that chair. Okay, so today, why I don't have friends, we're going to talk about a few reasons of why you possibly may feel like you don't have friends. Yes, we've got three. Yes, our first one is maybe you're still building that support squad we talked about. Yeah, under construction. It takes time. Yes. And different seasons of life might kind of shift things. Um, I know like when I was in high school, there was a year where all of my friends graduated because my friends were all a year ahead of me. And then I just felt like I, I had nobody. Yeah. Um, or maybe you move to a new area. I know I have a, f- a friend in my neighborhood who moved, um, to our area not too long ago. And I know it's taken her a while to feel like she's got a group because, you know, it's a move and Absolutely. it's, and it's a shift. It's a change. Um, yeah. and so, so you're kind of, kind of evaluating, you know, those, so you can start kind of building, getting those pennies, right? You're starting to like, yes, you develop start, those friendships and you start getting a couple of those mm-hmm. pennies. And then while that's under construction, while you're feeling it out, you're kind of doing like this friendship dating where yes, yes. you're figuring out, okay, are you like the type of friend that I can move up to a dime status? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you dime status that's, friendship for me? Yes. Just do we have sort of similar energy? Do we have similar interests in some way? Do we have... Yeah. Um, you know, just, is there something in you that res- resonates for me? Mm-hmm. You know, that I want to be friends with. In fact, like you and I didn't start out as super good friends. I mean, we've been yeah, friends we were for six years yeah. to each other for a, a while. For a we few were, years even. And, and not to say that there's, that that's not valuable and important too. No. Like I love her as a penny. Penny is still money. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so, um, yeah, and then over time, like, it's really only been the last couple of years where we've gotten to be quite a bit closer. And, you know, we're well into our adulthood. Yes. And it's totally possible to still be, um, you know, growing in those relationships and whatever season of life you are in. Yes. And still realizing that you can be building that support squad partway through your life. You know, you don't have to be in your teens or early 20s to start out with that support squad. You can, that can change and be flexible. Oh, for and sure. So yeah, maybe, so maybe you don't feel like you have friends because you are entering a new stage of life. Like I know I have a, a friend who just got married and finished college and she feels like all of her friends that she'd made throughout college are kind of up and moved away and she's in a new yeah. stage. She's yeah. about to begin motherhood and kind of figuring out, you know, where she's going from here. And yeah. that's like a good time to kind of get some get some bases in, start that friendship dating a little bit, figuring it out. Yeah. And it can feel a little strange if you might, maybe you don't fit in necessarily to like what your peers might be going through. Like, um, and so, but that doesn't have to matter these tiers are kind of where you sort of draw from, like whether it's, you know, your community at church or whether it's your community where you work out or whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a book club or something else you start, you know, gathering 
um, or a bunko just night experiences or, yeah. with with different people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and kind of realizing that all of those different quarters, pennies, nickels, dimes, all those spots are important and valuable. And yes, we liked that that support squad that tiered friendship a little bit. Yes, yes, and and that's why it's you know a squad. It's not like a support person or a support whatever like yes. there's there's we kind of need all of the different levels yes oh speaking of friends I was gonna tell you this that I don't know if you've seen kind of like all over news outlets and different things this week there's a, a video or a picture I think that went kind of viral and it's got Ellen DeGeneres sitting next Ooh. to former president I Bush. love Ellen I know right they're I have not so seen this okay Share they're sitting away. next to each other at a Dallas Cowboys football game I believe an NFL game and people were really criticizing Ellen. Like, I can't believe that you're sitting next to someone who has so such different politics than you. Their belief systems are different. How mm. are you How are you sitting next to this guy? How are you, like, being Ooh, friendly with him? The world is kind of polarized. It is a little way, bit polarized. Right? And her response was awesome. <clears throat> she said, um, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different. And I think we've forgotten that that's okay. Yes. I about died. I was like, yeah, that's Go so Ellen. True. Like, that's yes. so beautiful. Like, you can absolutely have that tiered friendship. Like, I don't think that my guess, I can't really speak on Ellen's behalf, <laughs> but my guess is that um, George Bush is not like her top tiered number one bestie. No, but they can love each other. And absolutely. Be... You can be friends. Like, you can have a good time. You can sit at a football game together. You can appreciate yes. your differences. You can have good conversation. Like, that can mm-hmm. still be... A friendship. Yes. And as we're going back to kind of the the tears, I think it's okay to be okay with not being everyone's number one mm. top tier. Yes. Okay. I didn't realize that was a thing for me, but I have started to notice. It's interesting how you gain more self-awareness, or at least I have in my years. <laughs> I start getting more awareness that when I have friends like even you or other friends who might talk about other friends or might have activities with other friends, and and I f- have found myself feeling a little threatened. Hmm. Like... Um, like maybe because they have other good friends that they're not like they don't need you. That maybe they don't need me, or, or maybe I'm not as like, important. Yeah, not worth as or much. Or maybe we're not as close as I thought because they've got other people, mm-hmm. and so that like feels it's almost like a scarcity feeling of yeah. like oh no, maybe maybe I don't have a close friend after all because they're friends with other people. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Which is actually absurd, to be honest. But I mean, not to say feeling threatened's absurd. I think that it's a real thing, and yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Do you feel that way ever? Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think there's, I think if you can look at it through the lens of because other people in your life have good, other good friends, Mm -hmm. there's like more room for them to have, like to be a good friend to you. Ah, so more like because they have such a big heart and so much love that you fit. Yeah. Because in that's already that. existing somewhere in their life. Yeah. That's like an easy oh, fit for you. Oh, I love that thought. Right? That's a really nice thought. And you know what? And I, I feel that's very true for me because I feel I like to just love everyone. I think mm-hmm. that that's like, that's like my favorite thing to do. Best pastime. Just love people. <laughs> yes. That's a great pastime for myself. <laughs> um, but I like to think that there's room in me to love everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in all levels of closeness of friendship and that yeah. they're of course all valuable to me and all For important sure. and um well and I think just also knowing coming from like the um feeling threatened and a little bit of like the scarcity standpoint yeah is that like there's only one you and that sounds so cliche but there really is and mm. you are the best you and there is something in your friendship and in your connection with someone else that is different than their connection with someone else because you're a different person. I feel so special right now. Right? Because you're not cookie cutters. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a cookie cutter person. And so whatever Isn't you have to offer, whoever, whatever way you would handle a conversation or whoever you are is different. Even if you're similar to someone, like it is at its core different. And yes, so that that's right very there true. That's very true. Is an awesome way to look at friendship, that's, I think. That's very true. Okay, so the reason number one is maybe your support squad is under construction. It really does take some time and takes um, a little bit of effort. Um, but, you know, it, it can happen. And it's, For sure. It's and, and, and it might take a while. There's yes. patience in that, like we talked yeah. about with you and I. It might yeah. take a while. There's some patience in building your support squad. Um, yeah. Which brings us to our second reason why you might feel like you don't have friends um you're just chilling with your status quo yes status quo is very comfortable it's sort of just living in the same kind of repeated habitual loops that we live in and um you know, just the saying of like, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten, right? Yep. yep. If you don't change something, <laughs> if you're still just like interacting the same way with the same people, you'll still have those similar interactions and that same friendship level. Yeah. The friendship level can only shift up to a higher tier if something changes, right? Sure. And, and what that do you can think? be scary. It can totally be scary. Um, so say you're at kind of that... I won't call it surface per se, but for lack of a better word, like, you know, kind of one of the um, more penny classified levels of friendship. Mm -hmm. And you would like to take that relationship to the next level, (laughs) (laughs) that friendship. Yeah. Um, What needs to happen there? What What needs to shift? What needs to change? Well, well, just kind of like you said before, you kind of have to date them a little bit you kind of gotta put yourself out there you kind of gotta like be willing to be rejected you have to be willing to invite or be willing to reach out in some way and and risk that possibility that maybe they're not interested or that you're not their person or or something and so there is sort of a, a an element of you, you got to kind of have your own back and be willing to like you, even if they don't, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So two right? parts of that, right? Like maybe you show a little bit of vulnerability mm-hmm. in putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and offering more friendship and being willing to, you know, set yourself up for rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it goes really well. And you're like all of a sudden catapulted into like nickel status. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe it doesn't go very well. Maybe you're like, yeah. oh, just kidding. We're just going to hang I out guess as pennies. We're just pennies. And I like, I'm totally pennies. fine with that. Yeah. And it's okay to be fine with that. Yeah. It's also okay to know that it's not, I don't think physically possible and emotionally possible to be everyone's number one friend. So you have to be your number yes. one person. Mm, yeah. I, love I that. have had problems over the years with wanting to be everyone's favorite person. Mm. And like, <laughs> Being really well liked apparently is important to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but really, I'm like, oh, I want, I want to be like the go-to for everyone. I want to have the deep conversations with everyone. I want to be the number one friend. I want to be the person you call when you need help. I want to mm-hmm. be this for every single person. Yeah. 
it is not possible. Yeah. Just so you know, it's not possible. And also, I can't be that for not even one person if I'm not that for myself. For yourself. Yeah. Mm, so how are you that for yourself? You got to kind of be Teach. your favorite. Your own favorite. You have to be your own favorite. Yeah. You got to go through and decide, like, working on yourself as much as, like, being the type of friend you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I kind of like to laugh and have fun and have a good time and, you know, be a little bit silly. And mm-hmm. I if, and if that's who I want to be, like, that's what kind of is a good friend quality trait. Like, I want to think I'm funny before you think I'm funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So that's what I, that's what you, I don't know. You, know you got to I mean? laugh at my your own jokes, a little right? Bit, a little bit. I mean, not to a, not to the point where you don't want to be my friend, <laughs> but to the point where I feel good about them, right? But really, right. it's having that confidence in yourself. If you yeah. don't love who you are at your core, yeah, then it's really hard for you to love someone else or to let yourself even be seen. Absolutely, it's it's. Um, yeah, the status quo, it's really easy to just like stay hidden because it feels safe or to just not reach out because that's too scary. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, to, to not want other people to even be aware that you have a weak, have weaknesses of any kind. Yes. Um, oh, I had this conversation with a friend <clears throat> and we were talking about friendship and, uh, she kind of said, you know, there's the there's the people that come into your house and you do like a quick 15 minute clean before they walk in the door. Okay. And you're like, okay, I know someone's coming 15 minute cleanup, like, you know, throw all this stuff in my, speaking of friends, like the Monica closet, where like all the junk goes, <laughs> like do one of those things. And then there's the people where you just like quick five minute picks up off, off the floor. And then there's the people that walk in and while you're talking to them, you were cleaning your house. Because okay. like, that's how that's the level of comfort you have with this friend. You're like, like here, I gotta stay busy. Here is me and my full <laughs> level of filth. Just so you know, and I'm not doing an ounce of cleaning before you walk in the door because that's uh-huh. where we are as okay. far as our friendship okay. goes, right? Okay. And like all those spots are okay. Or there's totally. the people that just come in and they know where things go. Yeah, that's also <laughs> they true. Can start <laughs> I walk in to my really close right. friend's house. Every time I walk into her house, I go straight for the fridge and I know where the Diet Coke is. She knows where oh, to keep it for see? me. I pull it out. It's great. It's like we live on our own um, sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> my life is a sitcom. It's our next podcast episode. Awesome. Can't wait. That sounds good. <laughs> okay, so reason number one was we're just still building. We're under construction, taking right. time. We might have had a change in life, circumstances, or whatever. For some reason, we just we got to start building. Yep. Reason number two is that we're just too comfortable. We're staying with our yep. status quo. You're hanging out where you are. Um, not making any changes. And not letting anyone see the vulnerable side of you. Yeah, that's a big part, I not, think, and let, Not letting quo. anyone see your messy house. Yeah, it's kind of like just <laughs> keeping your, that little wall up. Yeah. And your real thoughts, your real feelings, your real beliefs about things. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of just really living in fear of that rejection. Yeah. I yeah. think keeps a lot of people feeling like they don't have the friends that they really want in their lives. Yeah. And it's super risky to, um, to, to feel like you can open up and share and be vulnerable with someone. Um, and you do and many times need to have sort of an established relationship of trust Mm -hmm. before that even feels like, um, appropriate even. Right. And you can decide the level of vulnerability, right? Oh, well, of course. Like for me, you walk into my messy house and I'm like, meh. 
<laughs> I mean, slight level of vulnerability, but mostly mm, we live here. Yeah. Um, for some people, it might be a big deal, right? Like that yeah. might be a level of vulnerability that oh, they're not willing to share. And that has shifted tremendously for me in my life. I used to really believe that my value was attached to the condition of my house. Oh, 100%. Or the way that like I presented with my family or something. Yes. Um, now I'm just like, no. Take it or leave it. You get the chaos yeah. and yeah. the circus. And well, you can and either appreciate like... my circus and clap for us or you can <laughs> be gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of amazed at the progress or the shift over time that it that has taken place for me personally where um, it was such a painful thing for me to have people come into my house at one time because I did feel like I had to have it look perfect. For sure. And, um, and to be at a place where it's like, you know what? I like things to be in order and be nice, but, um, but I like me and I understand that my relationship with people has nothing to do with the condition of my house. Yeah, no, I can have a really good afternoon or conversation with you or connection, um, in midst of, you know, laundry or chaos or all the things as much as I can in like a a pristine, clean environment. Right. That's true. So anyway, I think it's just showing who you are. Right. Not saying you're a messy house or that I'm a messy house per se, but you know what I mean? Just yes. say, like being willing to like I show up without makeup or whatever, whatever your thing whatever, is. Whatever your truth Or really tell someone like, hey, yeah. I'm really into, uh, you know, this practice. Like I really love meditation or this is something new that I'm reading or here's this interest I have. Like really letting someone see you and your ideals and your beliefs. Right. And, and not thoughts. who you might be thinking they want you to be or exactly. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was number two was being just comfortable in the status quo, not letting yourself be seen. Not reaching out. Not just being vulnerable. Hanging out. Any of that. Um, reason number three um, gets into um, our unconscious beliefs. Yes. Which are hard to identify if they're unconscious. It's <laughs> very true. Very true. This is probably the one that takes the most work. Like, oh, you thought the most work was getting out of your status quo? You're wrong. <laughs> the most work is straight up for yourself. Yes. Figuring out what in the world is going on inside our own minds and bodies. Yeah. Um, about ourselves, what we think about ourselves, which kind of goes back to a little bit to the status quo stuff with vulnerability, but um, but what we believe about ourselves is really powerful and influences our relationships tremendously. Okay, how do you figure out what you believe about yourself? Like, how did you come mm-hmm. to the point where you realized that you were kind of feeling threatened by other people's um, friendships? That's a super good question. Um, I think... Oh, I don't, I'm, let me think about that for a minute. She caught me off guard. Um, how did I realize that? Yes, this is our spontan- spontaneousness. Um, so how did I come to that realization? I think some of it um, may have just come from different interactions we've had, different um, understandings or just conversations about yeah. our friendship. Where did that self-awareness moment just kind of click for you? Um, was it like a journaling situation? Was it like just a reflective moment? Was it a meditation? Was no, it- I think it was a reflective moment and probably in the midst of conversations, honestly, between uh, a couple of different friends. So you had enough self-awareness to realize that this feeling was coming up for you more than once or that it was a... Uh, something that was, you know, reoccurring in your life. And you looked at that and thought, oh, apparently I have a belief that if you have other relationships or good friendships outside of ours, 
that perhaps yeah. mine's not as important. Yeah, I think it came up when um, oh, when an, when one friend had brought brought up uh, a situation, and and it caused me to realize how close we really were, and um, and and sh- and I think we had actually even had a conversation about social media because it can be so so deceiving. I have a friend who had posted at different times, um, you know, different activities with different groups of friends. Mm-hmm. And so I just sort of believed that. Yeah, so this that, friend got all these friends. Right. I just believed, okay, she just has lots of different groups of friends and I'm just kind of one of many. Yeah. I didn't realize kind of what tier we might have been on. And, and I felt close to her, but I thought, oh, she's got lots of close sure. people in different circles. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and 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 I when when our conversation kind of came up about this, um, I remember kind of recalling back. I think I was remembering back to different times when I had seen these posts and just kind of thought like, oh, well, I guess maybe I'm not that close because she has these other close people, mm-hmm. and um, and so I sort of felt maybe maybe that's where I kind of was like, huh, that's interesting. I do feel yeah. a little bit threatened in some way, like maybe. Maybe we're not as close as I thought. Sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, But I do think that the the unconscious beliefs, because they're unconscious, like we said, they're, they can be <laughs> tricky to identify. Yes. And a lot of times I think they can come to us. Sometimes it's, it's when we're talking to, with other people about mm-hmm. things that it, we gain some awareness. But sometimes it's through meditation or writing or observation like it can yeah, come in a variety I, I of think, ways i think intention is huge right like being intentional and paying attention mm-hmm. being aware of your thoughts where they're taking you what stories you're telling yourself about friendship mm-hmm. um are you telling yourself that people don't like you are you telling yourself that um you're not worthy of friends where yeah. where where are you stuck right because i think that if you really believe that you don't have friends I think you're stuck somewhere. I think there's a belief in your head that right. keeps replaying. And it's really easy to be like, no, I don't think that. But then maybe on some level there is a part of you that does. That's yeah. happened to me many times where I'm like, no, I don't believe that because like logically I don't. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes down to it, I'm like, oh, actually there's a little part of me that does feel like that's true. Yeah. And and that's kind of sure. painful and hard to admit. Yeah. Um, I had that happen to me. I have a... a close group of girlfriends and um I think I told myself this story of I don't matter to them they don't really need me Mm. if I took myself out of this text message thread or if I took myself out of this conversation or this Mm -hmm. you know get together or whatever they wouldn't miss me Mm -hmm. like they don't they don't really need my friendship I've just been here and so I'm just here and kind of a misunderstanding happened where I really got my feelings hurt I really decided that I was going to be hurt by this and it was completely a misunderstanding. But because of that, I had the opportunity to decide how much this friendship mattered to me and how I really wanted to feel about it. And mm-hmm. I could have either kind of exited the friendship or kind of really decided the, to change my story and what I had been yeah. telling myself. Those unconscious beliefs. Yeah. And I decided to change it. And here we are like a good amount of time later. And it is a really important friendship to me with this group. Yeah. And it's because I decided to no longer think that they didn't need me. I started to just like be a team player sort of and be like a really good friend and show up the way I wanted to. Yeah. And 
um, not let kind of my insecurities get the best of my thoughts. And yes, it's, Ooh, it's so tricky. Made a huge difference in my life. Just making that small shift in how I show up and think about myself in that friendship. So instead of thinking they don't need me or whatever your thought yeah, was, like they don't, they don't, what, what they was don't kind of me. They don't, new, they don't need me. What was kind of like the new thought do you think that you kind of shifted to? I kind of took the opposite approach of um, kind of like I was telling you, like, well, of course they need me. I'm different than oh yeah, all these other things. Yeah. Like, I add a really unique part to this group. And yeah, um, there's only one of you in the world. There's only one of me. Yes. So <laughs> here I am. And yes, um, contributes. And I think that, I don't think that they're feeling on me has shifted. Like maybe we become closer because I'm allowing them to be closer to me. Yeah. And allowing um, yourself to be closer to them. Yes, absolutely. But I don't think that they actually thought that before. I don't think that they thought they didn't need me or that I was like no. some pity friendship. But in my head, I kind of had You the, were afraid of that. And so yeah, you kind that was of my generated insecurity. that feeling. Yes, that was the yeah. thought was, oh, you know, they don't really, they don't really want me here. They're just nice people. And they're letting me be here. Oh. Right, which is kind of, but it's it's the truth and you don't realize that's how you feel. Yeah. Until you take a long, hard look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're just kind of operating from that space, even if it's not like a conscious belief. Yeah. You're just sort of showing up and operating in the, in that group setting with sort of that underlying insecurity. Yeah. And really impacts how well you're able to connect with yeah, everyone. Absolutely, it absolutely does. Yeah. For sure. So anyhow, hmm. there's that with kind of your unconscious beliefs. Um, so I've got, I've had some really great advice given to me by a friend and she said, I assume she's so good at making friends and she's so friendly and she just exudes confidence and like charisma. And I remember for a long time thinking like, how in the Are you world? talking about me? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you, you do do that as well, Michelle. <laughs> Of course you do. Hello. Um, but she told me, she was like, I, I just assume that everyone is my friend until they prove me otherwise. I love that thought. And I really was like, oh, yeah. And I can't tell you how many times that thought has helped me going mm. into a situation. Of like, they're, um, just, they're my friend. Yeah. Going in, like, just assuming that you can find a friendship in any situation. Totally. Okay, so this past weekend... We had a neighborhood fall festival and I showed up early to help set up with some things and bring the chili and my husband was coming late and there was like just this little bit of insecurity um, (laughs) as, you know, I set up my things and then I was like all by myself. So it's not like I have any children to distract me. I'm, you know officially empty nesting and I don't didn't have my husband next to me to kind of be my default person and I remember just sort of feeling a little bit like um like okay so who do I talk to and and I'm a little bit I'm a little bit extroverted where I usually don't have too hard of a time like um initiating a conversation or something but there was sort of just still that little insecurity of like okay I'm here by myself and who's my person and who can yeah. I talk to and you know it's just who, it's a little insecure yeah who can like kind of welcome me over and yes. hang out and, and having that thought that you just suggested that everyone's my friend would have been really helpful for me to kind of practice that right going into that and just be like everyone here's my friend yeah um like of course I can strike up a conversation with so-and-so yes it, um yeah having that mindset uh can really really shift your experience for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So So I really, I don't know. I really love that advice. 
Yeah, so good. Okay, so just to recap, three reasons why why I might not have friends. Still building the support squad is number one. Number two, just staying comfortable in the status quo, not being vulnerable. And number three are those unconscious beliefs about ourselves and about other people. Um, Learning to notice all of those things. Right. Can I share one more thing about one way I think you can like up-level your friendships really quickly or the connection you feel towards people is by inserting a little bit of gratitude. Gratitude. I think that is honestly one of my one of my favorite principles in the world because it um, it changes everything. It really truly does. And totally the does. deeper you understand that, the the more it, it influences you. But tell me what your thoughts were. Well, I was thinking that you can have. I think you and I have talked about this before, and I want to say this comes from like your favorite guru, Joe Dispenza. <laughs> right? We're talking about like energy and feeling gratitude about yes. something. Oh yeah, he talks about um he teaches feeling gratitude ahead of time, like creating that emotional feeling ahead of time for something that hasn't even happened yet. And I think that that's a really powerful place to be because it's like you when you are experiencing gratitude, it's like you're saying thank you for something. Um and so it's as if you've received it. And so he teaches that when you are in that space that you're actually creating the neurological pathways like the physical evidence in your brain of that occurring and your brain doesn't actually know the difference. But between something from the past or something that you're creating for the future. It's just neurological pathways either way. And they're just as powerful as anything else, probably even more so. Um, That's just getting into another whole world of things now. But you're telling me, let me get this straight, (laughs) that if I'm grateful for, say I'm in a spot in my life where I don't feel like I have friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm listening to this episode and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of struggling in the friend department right now. If I'm grateful, I can be grateful for friendships that I've had in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And that feels like that, that can be just as present right now, right? Like my mind can't decide the difference in them. Well, and I'm thinking in the future. But also in the future. Gratitude for what's to come and whatever possibilities might be out there. So both. I can yes. be thinking of gratitude for friends, for people that I'm going to meet, for connections I'm going to have, for you know whatever shows up in my life in the future also for things that happen in the past and also like right now you know like any connection that you have any gratitude you can feel for the few amount of friends that you have currently like maybe if, even if it's like a long distance friend or whatever all of those that gratitude like that's gratitude is gratitude Right. That's what I was just actually going to say is that no matter what the gratitude is geared towards, um, if you're feeling it in the present, you're feeling it in the present and you're creating that, um, emotional signature in your body and in your brain. And it is going to, um, generate something beautiful for you Yeah, in the moment and in the future. I think that it generates a little bit of like the self-confidence we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if you would have walked into that barbecue the other night and been just like, not saying you weren't grateful because I know you're a super grateful person, <laughs> but just thinking that you were really grateful for the connections that you're going to have with those people. then I think you're kind of looking at things with like fresh eyes. Like you're walking into the room thinking like, oh, ooh, possibilities. Yeah, exciting. Which connection am I going to have with this person yes. that's going to be this friendship of, yes. that I can be grateful who do, for? Who do I get to connect with? Who, who do I get in, to talk yeah, to? Who fits into the gratitude that I've already experienced? Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. That was awesome. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, come back again next Wednesday. Please share it if you would like to. And if you want to leave a review, we'd love to hear you from you too. Yes. Thanks else. for joining us. Okay. See you next week.
Hey, I am so glad you are here today. If you enjoyed this episode, will you please go and share it with someone and maybe leave a review? Let me know what you liked about it or tap a star. That would just be super cool of you. And you know what? If you have an event and you'd like me to come and speak at it, I would love to do that. You can contact me through my website, michellestevenette.com.